This is an important time for sales and marketing professionals and business owners to develop the consistent discipline of going out and talking to your ideal clients and just having open conversations. What challenges are you facing in your business today? What are you most concerned about? What are you most excited about? Have those conversations because the response of your ideal clients to those types of questions, once again, is the essence of the fuel that is going to help you attract the type of businesses you want to attract. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. Business Owners Radio, where established business owners get the latest insights, strategies, and practices to grow a sustainably profitable business. And now, taking care of business, your hosts, Craig Moen and Shai Gilad. Welcome to Business Owners Radio, episode 178. Our guest today is Daryl Amy, revenue growth strategist and best-selling author of the book, Revenue Growth Engine. How to Align Sales and Marketing to Accelerate Growth. Daryl is on a mission to help great companies grow revenue. With over 27 years as a leader in sales and marketing, he has a unique perspective as a revenue growth strategist. As a fellow podcaster, Daryl is the host of Revenue Growth Podcast and co-host of the Selling from the Heart Podcast. Good morning, Daryl. Welcome to Business Owners Radio. It's fantastic to be here. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. And we're looking forward to it too. It's such great content. Speaking of content, the book. What led up to you investing all that blood, sweat, and tears into <laughs> writing this book? It actually, you know, it happened at a conference. I've been involved in sales now for 27 years. I've been involved in sales development, started a company in 2004 doing sales training. Very first client said, hey, everything you taught my sales team is great, but my website doesn't say anything about it. Do you build websites? And so next thing you know, I was on this journey for the last 17 years in the sales world and also in the marketing world, very involved in sales development, very involved in all of the cool things happening in digital marketing. And I found myself at this conference and the conference was on growth. And so we had marketing professionals who were there really, really excited about all the latest gadgets and um, strategies for marketing. And it is a fascinating and rapidly evolving space. Right behind them were the sales leaders, the VPs of sales and the sales managers. And they were sitting there, you know, going, why do we have to sit at this conference? We could be out in the field selling something in the back of the room were the business owners. And I could see the thought bubbles over their head. And it was kind of like, why can't y'all get along? And, you know, why can't we grow the business? It seems so many times like marketing and sales are headed in two very different directions. But the book was the moment of clarity to realize as I stood in front of that room that the goal was not marketing, the goal was not sales, the goal was driving revenue growth. And when both sales and marketing people align around driving revenue growth, that's when great things begin to happen. And so that was the genesis of Revenue Growth Engine. That's a great contribution and provides a lot of good format for how do they go about it. We're going to dive into it a bit, but looking at revenue growth, I have to step back a little bit to some clients of the past and they have small companies, they have a team they just love, they feel like they're the right size right now. And they're kind of wondering, why do I need to grow my business? What's your thoughts? 
I think the reason we need to grow our business, well, there's two reasons. First of all, I don't think there's anything static in business in the world we live in right now. You know, you're either growing or you're shrinking. And so just staying static is probably not a good business strategy. But the other thing is, I write about this, the introduction to Revenue Growth Engine, and that is, what's your reason for being in business? What's your why? And for me and many business owners that I talk with, Yes, there's a financial why. Yes, we want to provide for our families. Yes, we want to have a great retirement exit at some point. Whatever that is, that's great. But there's also a bigger why. And that is, you know, what impact do you want to have on the world? And so whether that is impact through creating meaningful work for your employees or whether that's, you know, having the resources to give back to the incredible things going on in your community, in the nonprofit space, whatever you're passionate about. I actually sit on the board of two different nonprofits and I've done this now for almost 20 years. And what I noticed was the people that really move the needle the most for the amazing things that are going on all over the country and all over the world are forward-thinking, generous business owners. And so what I'm really excited about, and this is the theme behind the Grow to Give Challenge, which is coming out in January, shortly after this podcast releases, is really saying, hey, what can I do as a business owner to make an impact in the world? And so I get passionate about growth because growth empowers impact. So you're either growing or you're shrinking. And I say, let's get growing so that we can have a bigger impact in the world. Yeah, and I've never heard a business owner tell me they wish they had less customers. <laughs> but you know what I'm curious about is this gap or maybe the distinction between sales and marketing. And I know you mm -hmm. talk a lot about how to align those two disciplines. Mm -hmm. There can be some confusion around this. So tell us how you think about those things and how the book helps us connect those two ideas. I think marketing is the voice of the company to the customer. Sales is the one-to-one -one communication, person-to-person -person inside that arrangement. And, you know, if you think about it, really, if you boil your business down to the two most basic levels, there's really only two ways to grow revenue. You're either bringing on more net new clients or you're cross-selling more products, services to your existing clients. And so a lot of times what I've noticed with businesses, and this is a great question for everyone listening to, to answer for themselves, in your business, are you better at driving net new business, getting new customers on board, or are you better at cross-selling more to your existing clients? And so going back to the question, and by the way, the answer to that I've found is about two to one. Most businesses say we're really good at getting net new business we're not so great at cross-selling more to our current clients. I've got a great story about that I'll share in a moment. But the essence of marketing is to say, okay, what can we do voice of the company to drive net new business and to cross-sell? And from a sales standpoint, what can we do you know, in that one-to-one -one relationship to drive net new business and cross-sell? And those are the core functions. And you know, in the process, does marketing support sales? Absolutely. There's a lot of crossover and I think they should be in the room together. But at the essence, marketing, voice of the company, sales, the one-to-one -one voice, and they both work in concert. So Daryl, how do I evaluate what I'm good at? And not just that in terms of, you know, I like the way you think about this, like you can either grow your customer base, your revenue by acquiring more brand new customers, or you can sell existing customers, more products or different products and services. 
how do I go about evaluating, though, the potential for those two things? So I might already be good at one or the other, but how do I really assess going forward and think about where to focus? Yeah, that is a fantastic question. And it's actually one of my favorite exercises to lead an organization through when we're building a revenue growth plan. You know, if you want to accelerate growth, the way to accelerate is to look at your ideal clients. And ideal clients are clients that meet two standards. Number one, they're able to buy everything that you sell. So they're good fit for all the products and services that you offer or could offer. And they're also a good fit for your company. They respect you. They appreciate what you do. They value you. They trust you are the types of things we hear about ideal clients. So when you think about those ideal clients, and if you're listening in right now, you might think, you know, who are my two or three favorite clients? What do they have in common? Then the fun exercise is this. Take a piece of paper and ask yourself the question, if that ideal client bought everything they could buy from us over the next 10 years, what would that client be worth? So I'm thinking of a a technology company in South Florida, which going through this exercise with, and we had the owner, the VP of sales, marketing director, a couple of their tech people in the room. And, And so we started going through this exercise and they had a core product line that just about every one of their customers had. And we added that up. And I think over 10 years, that ideal client was worth somewhere $150,000, $200,000. Then we started adding in the additional products and services that that client could take advantage of from the business. They had a managed services offering. They had some software. They had a number of different line items. When we added it all up, the number expanded to $840,000. So. <laughs> You start to look at the value of cross-sell. And I've done this exercise over and over again across multiple industries. And what I find is when you look at the total potential value of an ideal client, first of all, you get excited. (laughs) Second of all, you realize that some of the lowest hanging fruit in terms of growth is probably in cross-selling. And by the way, this company, great technology company, wouldn't that probably $10 million a year headed to 15 to 20 is where they wanted to go. When I asked them at the beginning of the conference, what they wanted to accomplish at the beginning of that workshop, they said, Hey, we want to grow net new business. And you know, that's the answer of most of us when it comes to revenue growth is, yeah, let's get more customers. So I said, well, what's your goal? And they said, our goal is 10% year over year growth. It's a reasonable goal. And then I said, well, what did you do last year? Now I'm expecting like, well, we slid backwards 5% or we only grew 2% or we flatlined. They said, well, we grew 9.8% last year. And I started wow. laughing and I said, congratulations. You know, I mean, if you round that up, you hit your goal, you should write a book or do something. Then I asked the owner, I said, now I know you've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in training personnel and partnerships for this new business initiative that is supposed to be the driver of the future of your company. How are you doing in that area? And that's where the the owner's eyes rolled back and everyone looked down at the table because no one wanted to make eye contact because the reality was when they thought about business growth, they were thinking about bringing new customers on board. The reality was in their case, in the case of probably many people listening in right now, the biggest opportunity is actually inside your current client base especially those who would meet the characteristic of being what we call in revenue growth engine, an ideal client. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. You start to lay that out and it really changes how you think about the idea of being very customer centric, right? Because it's not just about taking care of the customers. It's about identifying the best fit, like you said. And then all of a sudden, when you look at what that really looks like revenue wise, man, you just really want to focus on how do I get more people like this? And I don't think there's any more powerful way to develop real clarity around this than when you actually do the math. And it's not advanced math. Right. And it's a fun exercise. And then you get the aha moment. And by the way, this company as well, I mentioned when they looked at their ideal client potential, it was 840,000 over 10 years, move the decimal point one's place, it's $84,000 a year. I then said, hey, what about your average client? You know, those bread and butter clients that you can't bear to part with. They're like, we have to have these people. And I like to say, if you're focused on bread and butter clients, you're probably going to be eating bread and butter. (laughs) So, you know, we looked at 10 years of that bread and butter client and we added it up. And over 10 years, instead of being worth 840,000, that bread and butter client was worth 36,000. And that is if they stayed for 10 years and those class of clients usually price shop and move around. So, you know, you have this aha moment of realizing that, okay, if I want to accelerate my growth, I need to identify who my ideal clients are and make sure we create an experience for them that is going to continue to build loyalty and develop the relationship and cross-sell. And then when it comes to prospects, I need to look at my market and things just got zoomed right into focus when you realize not everybody is your ideal prospect. Let's identify who the businesses or people are, depending on what industry you're in, that meet the profile of an ideal client. Let's identify those people. Let's focus on them. And now everything comes into clarity. The message gets focused. The activity gets focused. The experience you create gets custom tailored for that particular ideal client and prospect. And it changes everything about the business. Daryl, in your book, The Revenue Growth Engine, I like your alignment with an actual engine. Can you tell us a little (laughs) bit of how that started and what your thoughts are? Yeah. So the analogy actually began while I was mowing my lawn. So I like to mow my lawn. I like it because I put my headphones on and listen to great podcasts like this one. And so I'm I'm puttering around on my lawnmower. I've got a couple acres to mow and, and I'm listening to whatever podcast I don't remember. And I'm going, you know, on a lawnmower, you might go, I don't know. I don't have a speedometer on my lawnmower, but maybe two miles an hour or something like that. And I'm looking at my car, which happened to be sitting in the driveway. And my car goes a lot faster than two miles per hour. In fact, I don't know about you guys. I like to accelerate. I like getting places quickly and I like the power of a great vehicle. So I've got a fantastic car and I'm thinking about driving the lawnmower versus driving the car. And that's when I had the realization, both of these vehicles have an engine. It just so happens that the lawnmower has a two-cylinder engine and my car has an eight-cylinder engine. And not only does it have an eight-cylinder engine, it's also finely tuned to be able to accelerate. And so that's when I began thinking about business. Every business has a revenue growth engine. The question is, how many cylinders are in your revenue growth engine? And what I find is, in most businesses, there's not eight cylinders, if you will. There's only a few cylinders firing here and there, and some of them aren't even firing in the same direction. And so 
in Revenue Growth Engine, what I did is I sat down, I said, okay, based on the sales knowledge, the marketing knowledge, the companies that I've worked with, the books I've read, people I've talked to, what would a fully functioning engine look like if all of the cylinders were in place? And what would the schematic for that engine look like? What are the pieces? And, and so that's where the idea from Revenue Growth Engine came saying, hey, I don't want to drive a two-cylinder engine. I'm going to get where I need to go a lot faster if I make sure all the cylinders are in place and firing just like my car. I like your comment that not all the cylinders are going in the same direction you know, as far as helping the situation. You know, like a 12-cylinder engine, if one cylinder is not working, it's probably not that noticeable. But like a four-cylinder engine, you lose one, you've got a very obvious and even a showstopper situation. Much like a business, when mm-hmm. you diversify different departments, different revenue areas, you can sustain a little bit or not even notice uh, revenue changes, if you will, because one's bringing up, the other one's bringing down. But for a lot of business owners like myself looking at, I got to have every cylinder pulling its weight. So where do I start? How would you prioritize these, if you will, cylinders of my organization? Great question. I think it begins with what we've been talking about, which is, first of all, identify your ideal client because they're at the core of the revenue growth engine model right there in the middle of the engine is the ideal client. The next thing before you start looking at the actual cylinders, which are the marketing and sales processes, to continue with the engine analogy, you need good fuel. And we all know what happens if we get in our car and there's water in the gas or there's you know the wrong fuel. It's going to sputter at best and at worst, you're going to be stuck by the side of the road. The fuel for your revenue growth engine from a marketing and sales perspective is what we call a focused message. It's a message that's focused on the outcomes your ideal clients want. Theodore Levitt, father of modern marketing, Harvard Business School professor, used to walk into his Harvard Business School marketing class on day one and hold up an electric drill bit. And he would say nobody in the history of Home Depot, Lowe's, or insert hardware store here ever went to buy a drill bit. What they went to buy was a hole. And of course, Seth Godin would say, well, they actually weren't buying the hole. They were buying the ability to drill the hole so they could hang the picture on the wall and make themselves look good to their friends. And, you know, so regardless, and then uh, Donald Miller, one of my other favorite authors would say that, well, actually we're all cavemen. We're afraid that we're going to get attacked and we want to have friends so we can survive. So regardless of whether you're wanting to drill a hole, hang something on your wall to look good or simply survive, the reality is people don't buy the products you sell. They buy the outcomes those products enable, whether that's solving a problem or achieving a goal. And so the message that you deliver to your marketplace through marketing and through sales needs to be focused on the outcomes that your clients want. Unfortunately, most companies have a lot of water in the gas and the water is the message is all about the company and how great they are and how great the products are versus the outcomes that they help their clients and prospects generate. So I would say before you go putting cylinders into your engine, look at the core message that your company presents. And you can do this right now. I mean, you can look at your website through the lens of an ideal client and go, okay, is it talking about our company and our products and how great we are? Or is it talking about the 
outcomes we enable for our ideal clients. So I would start there, you know, and that's a very practical way to get sales and marketing aligned because you need to get in the room together. You also need to talk to your current clients and ask them, what are the outcomes you're looking for? What are the outcomes we've delivered to your business, problems we've solved, goals we've helped you achieve that mean the most to you? And those become the essence of the fuel for your revenue growth engine. Yeah, that client alignment continuum within the culture of a business really comes back very strongly. A little sidetrack, you mentioned some water in the fuel and so forth, and I can detect some water in the fuel in our world right now with COVID-19. What are you seeing and hearing in your client's world? Well, so this is really interesting. I think uh, when you look at, obviously, there's sea level change going on in the economy of the world and in every industry, it's been affected in, in some way. And so here's what I noticed. Shortly after COVID started, about six to eight weeks in, Gartner, the market research group in the tech space, did some research and they asked companies, basically, they said, what are the outcomes you're looking for now? Uh, Before COVID in the tech world, companies were looking for productivity, scalability, efficiency, those types of things. After the crisis started, now those same companies, they were looking for redundancy, resiliency, enable remote working. You might be selling the exact same product that you were selling before the crisis, but the outcomes that your clients want, in essence, the things that you're buying, the the problems they want solved, those things changed. And by the way, as we continue this journey out of the crisis and into the quote unquote new normal, the outcomes are probably going to change again. So let me give you a concrete example here. A lot of companies now have wisely implemented marketing automation software. So for example, you might go to the website, you might download something, and then it starts kicking out an automated stream of emails. Nothing wrong with that unless the emails are the same emails you were sending out last year. For example, let's say someone downloads something off your website and the email follow-up that was written last year says, hey, Craig, in today's booming economy with record low unemployment, companies are looking for ways to accelerate the growth. You'd be like, what are you talking about, right? Instead, that email needs to be written in today's uncertain economy with you know lots of questions. Companies are looking for these outcomes. And by the way, if you're listening in and you've got a marketing automation system, you need to go back and look at those emails and make sure you're not sending stuff out that's making your prospects either scratch their head or be offended. And so that's the water and the gas right there. And same with your sales message, your presentations, your sales collateral, your website, all of the different areas where the message comes out, it needs to shift to the outcomes your clients want right now. And this is an important time for sales and marketing professionals and business owners to develop the consistent discipline of going out and talking to your ideal clients and just having open conversations. What challenges are you facing in your business today? What are you most concerned about? What are you most excited about? Have those conversations because the response of your ideal clients to those types of questions, once again, it's the essence of the fuel that is going to help you attract the type of businesses you want to attract. Daryl, as a business owner in that, I'm always looking for help. And tell me how I can really generate more revenue in working with your organization. 
I appreciate the question. And, you know, everything starts with a strategy and then a plan to execute. And so one of the things that myself and our team are privileged to get involved in is working with business executives and their leadership team to develop revenue growth strategies. So in essence, to help them get clarity on their goals, their ideal client, and then the systems that need to be put in place to be able to facilitate net new business and cross-sell. And then we coach them through the development and resource them in the development of whatever needs to be built. So that's a lot of fun. And we get involved in those interactions with businesses, primarily in the B2B space. That's our sweet spot is businesses that are selling to other businesses. And and a lot of them are businesses that have a sales team of some kind and either have a marketing function or want to have a marketing function and are looking for the answer to the question, how do we get all of this aligned and put together in a way that's going to drive revenue growth for us? Well, Daryl, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really been a pleasure. Craig and Shai, I've really enjoyed the conversation. I love what you guys are up to here. We've gone into some deep detail and we appreciate it. And I was wondering, is there anything else you'd like to leave with our listeners today? Well, you know, it goes back to the beginning of our conversation and it's that question of why are you in business and what type of impact do you want to have? I'm really excited that in early January, we'll be launching the Grow to Give Challenge. And this is going to be a online conference full of inspiration and ideas to grow your business in this new year that's coming up. So you can go to growtogivechallenge.com and learn more about that. But some of your listeners as well may just have heard some things today. They go, wow, I'd really like to go deeper into that. I'd like to have some tools maybe to help get started optimizing my revenue growth engine. And so I'd love to offer free access to our toolkit. You can get access to that simply by texting the word REVENUE to 21,000. Text REVENUE to 21,000. And you'll get access to our growing toolkit of tools to help you grow your business. Our guest today has been Daryl Amy, revenue growth strategist and author of Revenue Growth Engine, How to Align Sales and Marketing to Accelerate Growth. You can learn more about Daryl as well as find links to his website and resources all on our website at businessownersradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Business Owners Radio. We hope you enjoyed today's show. As always, you can read more about each episode along with links and offers in the show notes on our website, businessownersradio.com. We want to hear your feedback. Please leave comments on this show or suggestions for upcoming episodes. Tell your fellow business owners about the show and, of course, you would love the stars and comments on iTunes. Till next time, keep taking care of business.